All right. Uh, hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the first uh, episode of Tell Us Stuff. Yes. I yes. am. The, okay. Yeah. No, this no. You good. go ahead. You go ahead. Go you on. go ahead. You're the leader of the show. All hail yeah, you. Well, all right. Well, we we know what's going to happen. This is this is going to set the tone for what's going to happen, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Well, my name is Ian Kimura. I am one of your co-hosts of Tell Us Stuff, and this is my always interrupting other co-host. No, 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 no. I do not interrupt anything. <laughs> I do not interrupt anything. I'm the better co-host. Actually, I'm just the host, okay? You're just the side host. Okay, okay. Why don't you say your name? That's a good start um, for uh, the first episode. My name is Andrew Vaughn, the other co-host. I'm his equal, his better half if we were in a relationship. <laughs> And uh, welcome to the first episode of Tell Us Stuff. Uh, do you want to introduce the concept, Andrew? I'll, I'll, let, I'll kick that over to you. Yeah, I guess yeah. the concept is, well, we see podcasts and all people do is just basically tell them things and then the podcasters make money. So why don't we just name this podcast Tell Us Stuff? Yeah, so um, we're just going to have, you know, the whole idea is we're just going to have people come on and tell us stuff because we're not the brightest people in the world. We're, we're, the, most can- inter- we're the most interesting, basically. Right. So we have, we're just going to have people who we think are more interesting than us come on and tell us stuff and uh, for your entertainment. Um, that's true. But, that's true. Yeah. But uh, that's the whole idea. This is just the intro part. We'll have a guest on later in the show. But um, yeah, uh, just a few things about us. Both Andrew and I are uh, not, oh, I guess we're both, we're both, we both have educational experience at uc davis andrew has already graduated i am currently still studying there for the time being and that's how we met actually so that's where we met not how we met but um i thought we met through a dating app (laughs) (laughs) which app is that uh grinder no no free promotion but yeah we met at uc davis basically at a comedy club he was the president of the comedy club and i was i just wandered in there i was like hey yo man i'm funny as you know and he's like he was like no you're not and i was like yeah i am and then you know it came on to that yeah no i mean that's how we met basically and you know we we, we hung out a lot we vibed you know we wrote like a sketch together uh well, I wrote the sketch. He kind of just, yeah, I just was added, there. I added one word to the sketch and then I put my name on it. So <laughs> Yeah, so, and that's kind of what this uh, whole thing is going to be. It's just going <laughs> to... I'm, um, I'm sorry if I'm a little nervous. Jesus Christ, this is so I weird. know, you've never, you've never done this before. I know, uh, I'm just... Is... It feels weird. I'm talking to you, Ian, but like I know someone else will listen. Maybe one other person will actually listen to this podcast. Maybe they'll... But I don't know. Yeah. I'm nervous. Well, that's the thing about doing like a podcast or a radio show. You don't know who's listening. You know, know. you don't, you can't even see them. You mean, they're just, you're just talking. I mean, when you're recording, you don't know who's talking. And for a podcast is even weirder because like a radio show, people can call in and uh, you know, that, that's, that's that. But this is just recording. We should let people call in and just let them like give us ideas for the podcast. And we just bash the ideas, honestly, dude. Wouldn't it be funny to say, hey, man, I have some BS and we just shut it down. We could do a live show. We could, uh, if we if we actually get a following. But... Oh, yeah. So once we have 10 people listening, we'll be able to do a live show. Yeah, we could just open it. We could set up Zoom so we could uh, have people, like, be able to send things into the chat. But um, until then, we have 
we have zero people listening at this point in time. No, 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 no. There's a bird out there listening to the podcast. He's like, man, this is some great stuff, guys. What the fuck is the bird listening to the <laughs> podcast on? You never know, dude. The birds, like, you know, the pandemic's happening. He's locked down in his nest, dude. <laughs> Can birds? Okay. What? Hey, man. Hey, it's it's common knowledge. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> It's you, morning. You never do. You never it's, do. It's morning. I still haven't gotten my coffee like I said before. I ordered it and it still hasn't come in. My instant coffee. Guys, everybody, I live on coffee every day, but now I don't have any, so I'm kind of down. But next podcast, hopefully I'll have it. So it's really depressing right now, but we'll get through this. Ian, how was your morning? It was good. I uh, I woke up early. You know, I got in, I got in my workout, my run, then I ate breakfast. And it's all good. How do you work out? I imagine you do some kind of hot yoga. Ah, uh, no, I can't. I, <laughs> I'm not flexible at all, man. I do. Um, I, I, I did. Uh, I did like an arm workout today, mostly body weight, kind of push a lot of push-ups, uh, like that. And then I did a run, and then some core workout after the run. Yeah, that, that's about it. Dude, you're gonna be like the next hottest man issue. What is that hottest man? Uh... What do, you, what do you call the hottest man uh, magazine or whatever? The thing that Ryan Reynolds is on? Uh, what, like the world's sexiest man or something? Yeah, dude, Ian, you'll be the world's sexiest man someday, dude. I can just see it right now, dude. That, that's such a ridiculous magazine, though, because, <laughs> like, it's, like the, the issue, you know, because it's, like, it's the world's sexiest man. But, well, I mean, like, aside from, like, beauty being in the eye of the beholder and stuff like that, but, like, sexiest man alive, right? Like, that it's always someone famous it's never some dude like in like lithuania somewhere yeah, who might actually be the sexiest man alive yeah dude some guy could be packing it in like alaska or something he could be fighting bears all day i don't know but what do they have in that magazine anyways how what like what, I, all i see is the cover but what do they show in there do they show dude, i don't look i don't read the magazine bro <laughs> oh i thought what sexiest man alive ian i think you could do it seriously just work yeah. out more get, post to instagram go on instagram yeah i don't have instagram oh yeah right? i forgot you're like so what's this thing with no social media how does it feel so far i know i asked you but i'm gonna do it again just so I, we have, I like because we have nothing to talk about so i'm gonna right, ask you about this so for for because i mean like i realize people don't are listening i don't know that i'm completely off social media except for snapchat but that's like only to contact a few people but Ooh. it's it's okay. um it's good because I, I, you know, you spend all day scrolling on it, and you just you don't really learn anything. I feel like for me, it's like if I I'm doing something else, I'm actually learning. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm just putting my time somewhere else. But um, social media, no, it feels good to be off it actually because I feel like less obligated to like, you know, like keep up with people. Honestly, like I can keep up with who I want to because I can choose. Because social media, you see everything that everybody does and whether you like it or not you're just supposed you kind of just have to look at it but uh yeah it's depressing yeah it's depressing but, seeing people party all the time it's like but they're even during this time man yeah but you're not really on social media are you you're kind of like you kind of just you don't really use it though like, uh yeah i use instagram like for like because i like you know planting right like gardening and that's all i use it for facebook i just use it to check on updates and see how the world is going down. Uh, seeing the world uh, crash and burn at the moment right now, it's depressing. But that, basically, that's it. I don't know. Social media is kind of weird to me. It's like, why? Do, it's like a competition, you know? It's like cutthroat. Who can, you know, post a better picture, you know? Right, right. Who can uh, 
out who can outperform the other and like oh look what i did today people take pictures of themselves i don't know it's kind of annoying but i i just never i mean like i, I mean like i would sometimes post before but then it always felt like weird like it was like why are you why are we posting right now it's like i don't really like I, I know not a lot of people are actually interested in what i'm doing right now that's what i feel like you know like like the things i'm doing right now not a lot of people are interested in like i get it if you're like a you know like if you're like someone like crazy like if you're like a like i don't know like one of those like crazy like nature like people like doing like crazy like stunts and stuff i don't even know like nature people, people doing stunts yeah like if you're like climbing mountains and shit you know and like fighting bears and you're posting on instagram that stuff that people actually want to see but like people just posting like their you know what they had for breakfast and it's just like a regular breakfast you know or people like oh i went out on a walk today and they post some pictures of things I like know. everybody else could see like why why not why would you do who's interested i don't know but like it, it's like it's weird it's weird for me it was always weird for me when i posted on it because i i didn't i try like i definitely stopped posting a lot near the end but like even when i would post like somewhat frequently it would, it would just be weird you know yeah it feels like we're just trying to please like people that we don't even talk to anymore right and yeah so i don't know it's it's good it's not like it's not like I feel like, you know, it's not like a, it's like, oh, I have a whole new lease on life because I'm yeah. off social media. It's just like, eh, I didn't really, it was like, it's about time, you know, it's just like, I wasn't really into it before and it's not bringing me anything else. So just cut it out. Um, and I but can spend time yeah. doing other stuff. Yeah. But there are some people who obsess with social media. Like you always see them on social media literally 24 seven. I'm like, what are you doing? Some people are always on there checking out the photos and I'm like, what? What's the point of being on it all the time? They're always like, I don't know. My brother's always on Facebook, or back then he used to be. I'd be like, why are you always on? It? But <sighs> your your brother's the same age as I, right? He's like uh, about the same. Like, he's going into. S- he's wait. I'm graduating. He's going to his senior year. Yeah, yeah, same here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You look much older than him. <laughs> guys if you don't know ian grows a nice beard so if any of you guys don't have beards you'll be jealous of his beard well they can't see they can't see it uh, uh, on so, this so, record. someday they'll be able to see you i don't know uh, I'll, I'll release a snapchat <laughs> why snapchat though dude snapchat is so outdated too well no because i keep because i i have some people i just message i use it just for messaging people. oh that's, okay, that's okay. the only thing i use and like i thought you get it, a little funky on there sometimes no, nah, no, nah, I just, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't do it. I don't have any like private snap account. You know, I don't, I don't oh, post yeah. any, I don't go to my story or anything. I, I mean, I used to a little bit, but that was one I never used. I just use it for messaging and I just have like two people on there that I mainly contact through Snapchat, but like, uh, otherwise it's just, um, gotta have my phone number. Honestly, it's just like, that's that. You I'll know? also release Ian's phone number so you guys can message him also. <laughs> that way he, uh, he won't be left out. Dude. So I heard a story. I already told you, but I didn't really tell you about this, but dude, it was hilarious. My mom was telling me about a story about, you know, those Royal castles, uh, like, like Queen Elizabeth, you know how they have like castles. Yeah. Yeah. They have like, I mean so, like the the English people have they have like the palace, right? That big building, Buckingham Palace. Like yeah. not it's not like an actual castle, but it's like but I know what you mean, like those there's still castles that exist, right? Yeah. Yeah, those old looking ones. Anyways, people are taking dumps around the castle because they opened the castle but they didn't uh 
but they didn't open the bathrooms, which is weird, right? Wait, due to so... the pan- yeah, due to the pandemic, they opened the castle, but not the bathroom, which is really weird. Wait, 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 wait. So people are still visiting the ca- you can still visit the castle, but yeah, you just can't, you can't use take the bath. a dump. I don't know why they did that. So just <laughs> so just people are just <laughs> popping the squat and you know, <laughs> they're using wet wipes dumping in the moat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they put like a they put like a sign that said like. Hey, if you need to go take a dump, please go a little farther to take a dump. And I'm thinking that's kind of funny. That's like the only thing that they can do. Why do they just I mean, open like, the bathroom? I don't get it. I don't know. I was reading some some shit about like how like the when you flush the toilet that I, I don't even know. There's so much like weird information out there about like the virus and stuff because it's such a weird virus. But like, oh, yeah. like how like if you flush the toilet, it releases the plume of like whatever into the air, and that could like have the virus in it. Oh man, that's like yeah, that aerosol. Yeah. I don't know. But the, about but that then yet. like but then my thing is like like even if that's the case, like why weren't we like more concerned about this before? Because that means you're just like whenever you flush the toilet in the bathroom, that's like a plume of shit just flying everywhere <laughs> that could give you a coli or something, you know, or like like tight. I don't know. I don't know what from inhaling, you know. But but yeah, I don't know why they closed the bathroom. Maybe it's just like a safety thing because if you have like a lot of people in there, but like. I don't know. I don't know. Weird, but hey, if you're obsessed with poop or whatever, just go over there. You can pick a lot up. <laughs> go to a <laughs> castle. Yeah. Go to a castle and find it. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's like that thing they say when you uh, blow your uh, hand, no, the, the hand dryer blower things in the bathrooms. They say that like, you know, it's circulates like blow- the poop. Yeah, well, it's like also blowing the bacteria like yeah. out of your hands. Yeah, it's yeah. gross. Or, or onto your hands, yeah. Man, it really like... is, yeah. Great first episode, Ian. We talked about yeah. poop. I mean, we're not really, it's, it's not the end of the episode. We're going to have an interview later on. Uh, <laughs> but this is a good introduction because we did the exact opposite of what we said the podcast was about. Hey, we said we were going to give good content. We're going to sweep and introduce ourselves. Right, right. We, we didn't, but I think it's debatable that this was good content. And also, we told everybody a lot of stuff. We were just telling people stuff rather than having somebody else tell us stuff. So this is a good introduction. But we'll be back uh, with where we'll have actually someone telling us stuff. And hopefully. Then, hopefully. 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 Hopefully no, nobody. Hopefully everybody just doesn't want, like, if everybody just doesn't want to tell us stuff, then this, this podcast is screwed, man. But um, yeah, guys, no, that's, oh, yeah. Keep going, keep going. If you, guys, I told if, you, if you guys are listening on like YouTube and you guys hear this, just comment, just say random stuff that you guys learned that day because it's kind of funny to me to hear see those types of comments. But yeah, yeah. But we'll we, have the we, interview soon. Yeah, we'll 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 upload this. Uh, you know, we'll, this this will be next because we're recording the interview separately at a separate time. But this will yeah. be all in one episode. So. Um, it, it's so it's gonna sound it's gonna you know this is just the introduction but uh yeah yeah that's about it for this segment but um so you're not gonna give out your snapchat or your phone over you no no oh, you want to okay, give okay. out you want to give out your insta so, no, or your, no, no, or what about no, your gardening no. blog what about your gardening no 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 blog? not yet not yet that's too embarrassing <laughs> we'll do it another time okay enjoy the interview with uh oh i don't even know who it is oh well you'll find out soon yeah Coming up, our interview with our first guest ever on the show. Yeah, Thanks, first guys. ever. Thank you. All right. All right. Let's go to it.
Okay. I, I mean, like, again, I think you guys have a lot to cut in this first episode, um, which is good, but you have a lot of material to work with. But I, I, I mean, frankly, I, I do think aliens are, are real. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the first edition of uh, Tell Us Stuff. Uh, we are here with our first guest. I'll give him a little introduction. He's a uh, so first off, he's a very good friend of mine, and he is a uh, he is a uh, he's a script writer. He's an actor, improviser, a stand-up comedian. Um, not renowned for any of them yet, but uh, he is looking on like the Fabio show. here, man. What? <laughs> You're looking like Fabio, man. Looking sexy right now. They, they can't see. They can't see him. But okay, yeah. Okay, okay um, I'll describe it later. Jesus Christ! All right. <laughs> can't believe I'm hosting a sh- thing with you <laughs> at this point in time. All right, but please, I haven't even said his name yet, and you've already got me off track. <laughs> I know his name. Don't worry. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> no, go on, Ian. Go on. Before we cancel this thing. <laughs> All right. This is uh, Tyler Justin Prine. Uh, how you doing, Tyler? Good. I'm doing well. Good to see um, Ian and Andrew starting something, which is nice. And um, I didn't know this was well. I kind of did, I guess. I um, I didn't know this was your first episode. So congrats on that. And also, it's always funny. I I just like really always think introductions to me are really funny because like I do all those things but like once you like put it all in a row it like kind of sounds like too much you know it's kind of like Daenerys Targaryen in the, the Game of Thrones uh, mother of all dragons yeah except like it's like less important stuff it's like oh he like just jokes with people instead of like oh he like freed these slaves it's like oh no he just made like these people laugh hey man laughter is the best comedy in the world man you know did you say laughter is the best? Oh, <laughs> laughter is the best medicine in the world. By, by definition, it is. Laughter is the best comedy. Technically. Um, so, but again, thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm really excited. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're the other, so- yeah, the other five guests kind of canceled, so we had to get you on. But, uh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, all right. Uh, so this, so as you know, we already introduced the concept of the podcast to the listeners, I guess however many people are listening to this first, you know, thing. But um, the whole concept is the guest is going to just tell us stuff, you know, like a regular po- run-of-the-mill podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we had uh, our guest, Tyler, you know, send us in some facts about himself um, that were just any facts and he could he's going to tell them to us and we'll, we'll just talk about them. Um, and I think we have the first fact down here that you told us. Um, if you want to say it yourself, Tyler, uh, you can. Or um, and any, or I could say it, or Andrew could say it. But it'd be in the spirit of things for you to start off by telling us stuff. Yeah. Um, also, just like frame of reference for this, um, I had like a happy hour last night with my uh, with my uh, neighbors. Um, and there, there's this wonderful full, like middle-aged couple um, who like lived in LA and New York um, most of their lives and they've, they've been in the industry and stuff so um, long story short we just had a socially distant happy hour last night um, so I 
I was just like waiting to like text you these just like off the top of my head, which um, I was like a little tipsy. So um, I have been better. Even yeah, better. even better, man. <laughs> I even I read these. This. Um, so the first one is I had movie pass from September 2017 to April 2019. And if people don't remember, a movie pass was basically a movie service that you pay 10 bucks a month and you can watch as many movies as you want and they'll like pay for them. So like you pay 10 bucks a month and you can see like, like a movie every day if you want it to. It went bankrupt, right? Yeah, totally awesome. bankrupt. Uh, but I got in on the ground floor um, around, not at the ground floor, like for a while they were around uh, in high, in when I went to high school and they were like 50 bucks um, per month, which like makes more sense. But then like this one guy came in and was like, fuck it. Sorry, can I cuss on this? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. He said, fuck it. 10 bucks <laughs> will get a bunch of subscriptions and just like a gym subscription no one will use it except <laughs> that people didn't realize like oh shit like people will just go to a movie if it's essentially free yeah i didn't get what they think what would happen i don't know but it's a good yeah, idea I'm, up front but then the money would be like totally gone yeah exactly so uh, again i saved like i calculated it one day i saved like 200 300 bucks um again i watched more movies too which is which is the point of it you know i think it was like if you saw a movie a week i think you would like make the pass worth it right or something like that yeah i mean yeah if you just saw one movie in a month um, can you can you list all the movies you saw while yeah, you yeah i see right <laughs> now in the back of his like thing i see all the movies yeah i mean again let me let me double check that on my letterboxd um if you don't have letterboxd you should get letterboxd Letterbox. It's a wonderful social media for your uh, for your movies. You can like diary what movies you've watched and stuff, and uh, it's a uh, it's a great time. Um, let me see if I again. Sorry, I watch a lot of movies, so I'm just going through them right now. All right, so the first movie I watched with Movie Pass was Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Dude, that was a good movie, dude. I disagree. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's kick him out here. Let's kick him out. Let's kick him. Out. Oh wait, 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 wait. That was the second one. Yeah, that was. The okay, second. never mind, never mind, never mind. That was that was terrible. Okay. The first one was the best because they didn't have that stupid thing in the end where Channing Tatum. In the second movie, Channing Tatum comes out. If you know guys don't know, Channing Tatum comes out in the end and then does this weird thing, and I'm like, I hate Channing Tatum. So that's why I hate. Him. Yeah, no, Channing, Channing Tatum is is not not good in that movie. Um, again, I'm not gonna list all of them because I think I saw like over 100 something movies, but I'll list the first one and the last one I saw. Oh no, I remember the last one I almost saw was um, oh shit. Well, actually, no, I love that movie. Oh shit, it was uh, it was Avengers Endgame, um, but my movie pass kind of like conked out. Well, I'll tell you something, actually. So I stopped MoviePass, actually, I think, in September 2018. And then I found a new service, um, which I forgot the name of. I think it was called Cinemia. And it was essentially the same thing. But when Avengers came out, they went bankrupt and fled to Turkey (laughs) and didn't tell anyone. That's the way to do it. Yeah, so then I, like... (laughs) Again, this is like a boring story, but like I, I went to see Endgame, and then they're like, you can't like you can't purchase 
like a ticket with this. And I'm like, what? That's weird. Um, and then I looked into it and yeah, those people went bankrupt and went to Turkey, told no one. And then I filed a complaint with Chase and they gave me my money back. Uh, because that that Cinemia was like a year long thing, so I paid like a hundred bucks up front or something for like oh, a year. Okay. Um, and then again, three months in, uh, they went bankrupt. And if the thing about the, like that stuff is like, I was in such a place where I didn't have to pay for movies anymore, only like that monthly subscription, similar to Netflix, um, except you get to see it on the best screen ever. Um, and I would be angry whenever I actually had to pay to see a movie. Uh, because again there was no way I was going to pay for a movie because like I had Cinemere movie pass and then and then because uh, you know in Davis they have Regal theaters yeah and they have Regal theaters have cards so if you see enough movies like if you pay for pay for enough movies they'll give you a free ticket and with movie pass and Cinemere you don't have to pay for those but you can still like get your card swiped at a Regal so, like, at the end of the day, I was just, like, making off with a bandit because sometimes I didn't have to pay for a movie and then, like, with the subscription and then other times I didn't have to pay for the movie because Regal gave me a free ticket because I was, like, not paying for movies the whole time. Damn. Um, yeah. Damn. So, so what's life like now after the, uh, you know, it's a, it's a huge fall from, like, you fell from, you're flying a little too close to the sun there for a good yeah. while and then it just... You know, Icarus, you know, you fell. How's, yeah, I, how's the fall been? Yeah, and now movie theaters are, like, closed for, like, in, in Dude, the U.S. I think forever, man. I don't think anyone's going to go anymore. Yeah, it's it's sad. Um, but, I mean, again, like, whoever's listening to this, go out to a local movie theater once it's safe, you know? Because, uh, I don't know, movie theaters are, like, where the magic's at, you know? That's where I fell in love with movies. Yeah, it's not the same experience as watching at home or something like that. No, not at all. Plus, you can't um, take a date to... It's not the same as, like, when you take a girl out on a date. I don't know. It's right. much better you, movie theater. You take any uh, girls out on, on dates, Andrew? To movie theater? I'm just remembering all my experiences of, like, failed dating attempts. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore, Tyler. It was a yes or no question. You yes. took, like... <laughs> I don't want to be reminded of it. Right. Okay, let's talk about Tyler's comedy. So, Tyler, <laughs> you were in uh, Bird Strike, right? I was. I was. Now, that is a military unit, right? I assume. <laughs> it, sounds, <laughs> it, does, it sounds like a military unit, right? I mean, what, what's the SEAL Team 6? Yeah, Bird yeah. Strike 6. Oh, Bird Strike 8 or whatever. How many of you guys are? You can be like. I think 10 right now. But technically, I think there's actually eight people on right now since Adam and I left. But, um, Oh yeah, so, Bird Strike sounds better than SEAL Team Six. Yeah, I will say. I, oh yeah, for anyone know, a Bird Strike is like a. Actually, you explain, Tyler. I don't know why I said that here. You explain. Bird <laughs> <Strike>. <laughs> <laughs> I lead it in. Bird Strike's an an improv uh, group that typically does uh, biweekly shows. So every other week, um, does biweekly improv shows in, at UC Davis campus, um, and they've been around since two thousand five. And uh, it's kind of sad because COVID kind of like put a damper on like my last quarter there. We we're going to have like a big uh, alumni 15th anniversary show and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, it's a really fun club. Uh, check them out on Facebook. We got 2000 likes, which is pretty, pretty dope. We hit that this, this year. Um, 
but yeah, we're also on YouTube and Instagram and it's just like a great group of people. And um, it definitely like kept the comedy scene alive in Davis while like the last few years have been like growing that comedy scene, which is awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, strike has been around for a long time. So what you're saying is the stand-up comedy sucks. No, I'm saying like it's it's, it's okay, great. Tyler. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I met both of you because of stand up, and like, yeah, you know, that, I think that's been growing too lately, which is like super great. And um, I know that that was like a real goal of mine to like have more groups be at the level of Bird Strike, which is awesome. Um, because I, I I don't know, like comedy in such like a small town is super important because like at least for me because like I love entertaining people and um I think every place should have somewhere like that like I I don't want like a small town to not have anything to do besides like going to the grocery store and shit um and I feel like Davis can be like that but I I think the comedy scene has really brightened up many people's uh days there Davis has like a really like kind of weird music scene and like uh the theater is like yeah but like yeah weird art also oh, yeah, yeah but not really like a good yeah like until like recently not i mean at least from what i could you know determine like even over the even my last even the year before it wasn't like a great comedy scene until like maybe this year on campus so yeah what funny people came oh well except hasan minaj i guess that's like the only person that came out of davis so that's pretty funny he does have his own show. Yeah, it is kind of crazy how like, but again, like, but you hear about Hassan Minaj and you're like, oh wow, that's like one in a million like up here. But like, now that there's like a bigger comedy scene, I, I think that's pretty. But pretty isn't cool. that dope? How he probably walked through these halls, dude. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> these no, halls. Yeah. Those halls in the Davis or whatever. The this uh, this call. What do you call those college? I I feel like I'm not giving the context. Just like uh, call it, like you know, he walked through the arb and shit. Probably, you know? yeah. I don't know through campus. Yeah, he walked yeah. on the same campus. That's so that, dope. That's I don't know. I mean, the uh, the founder of Bird Strike like knew Hassan Minaj. Like, oh, what the yeah. dude? Get, you gotta contact him. Get him on the Patriot Act, dude. Get him on the wait. What? I'll get Tyler on the Patriot Act. I don't know. It's, show, it's a new show, I think. Yeah. 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 I don't watch it. It's kind of boring, honestly. But. <laughs> I don't know, he's, he's going to listen to this all randomly, and I'm going to be like, oh, man, I'm sorry, dude. Big fan, though, but his show is kind of, I don't know. So, yeah, Tyler, let's uh, let's talk about what are you doing right now with your short film? I want to know about that. Oh, yeah, uh, The Goddamn Artist. Uh, we're, we're editing it currently. I think it's about 70% done. But uh, just for context, I guess, I, I wrote, wrote a script senior year of high school. Um, and then slowly over the course of like the last four years, I've been editing it and stuff. And there was like a screenwriting competition in Davis last year. Um, and uh, it got picked. So um, I converted it from a play to a screen play, which are very different things, um, surprisingly so. And I think this works better as a screenplay anyways. But uh, we shot it last year um, and it's about 16 17 minutes right now and there's not a lot of fat on it and it really like moves well and uh you know we're just having audio stuff but after that we're gonna start like giving it out to um 
to festivals and stuff and it's gonna be real good it's called the goddamn artist so if you ever see that i'm also writing a uh, feature for it right now to just try to do that so who knows but um yeah it's a it's a fun 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 thing and i'm i'm really looking forward to it being like done that's cool i, I never written i never written a movie uh but i'm aspiring but, uh, to because i'm a f- uh, oh, actually, I'm going to get Ian to write it, and then I'm going to put my name <laughs> on it. But uh, <laughs> I was about to say you wrote a sketch, but I guess Ian wrote the sketch. <laughs> no, no, but I remember we would, uh, we, you went over the goddamn artist with me and Ian. And I was like, oh, man, this is really good stuff. And I was like, it's pretty funny. That's yeah, what I, 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 don't, to, I, yeah, I don't want to tell about it because I don't know if you want That's what I wanted to bring up, though, because it is, a, it is, like a, it is kind of like a, a, a play on, like, the mob films and stuff like that. And so there – characters with heavy new york accents and yeah. i remember you had andrew and i read for that um <laughs> yeah that was funny yeah and both of us can't do a two asian and, guys yeah doing... uh, but i remember andrew was doing all sorts of accents that weren't even close to new york it was it was it was and i don't even think they were actual accents they're just things man. he made up i'm not good at uh, acting yet well, yeah, that's a funny part because uh, Adam Castro's in 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 the in the film, and uh, we we wanted to get him to do a Boston accent for the detective character, um, but again, like Adam's like Adam's good at uh, like Adam's great at so many things. At everything, man. Accents probably not as strong. So, so <laughs> just, uh, it was just fun to see see that challenge with him. But honestly, like I think he still portrays like a really interesting detective. That's like. Again, like, I don't think the thing about this film is like, I, I think there's a lot of things that do need to be hit on, but I don't think um, like you need to get accents perfect or anything. Um, it's really just about like the feeling of it, um, which sounds like a pretentious thing to say, but. <laughs> and let me write well, that down. Adam Castro sucks at accents. Accent, don't yeah. cast him in movies. <laughs> We're having Adam on uh, next week. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll ask him to do some accent. We'll play this recording for him. We'll be like, all right, so we'll stir up some controversy. We'll be like, all right, so Tyler said this. What do you think about that? Yeah, Tyler said you suck. And then he'll be like, okay, okay. Well, yeah, no, it, it was also really funny. Like, we, we were like saying, like, if you can do it, like, great. Um, and we were really pushing for it at first, but at some point down the road, it's just like you know what? He has so much charisma that he doesn't really need the the accent. It's, to make it it's better to not do an accent at all than do a really bad one. Because you were in a play where there was some really bad British accents, and it's just distracting. Like I thought, it was more distracting than it was like because they're they're probably genuinely like acting okay, like well. Like I don't think they were like bad by any means but like the accent's just distracting if it's badly done i think yeah um yeah i was in peter and the star catcher at the beginning of this year and it was a lot of fun um that's like my word it's just like i i have fun a lot and that's that's it but yeah a lot a lot of the people in that um struggled with some accents um and it kind of sucks because i had I had like a slight Irish accent at one point um, and they wanted me to change it to like a very high pitch, like Elmo, almost Mickey Mouse voice uh, because I was like in disguise. But like, I really liked my subtle Irish voice that like turned into like pirate Cockney type of thing. Um, 
but yeah, you know, I, I, I think something on that play was like everyone just wanted like over the top stuff more than just like a, a realistic type thing. Um, but you know, what you're going to do. Um, you didn't see that, Andrew, did you? No, I didn't see that. I didn't even hear it. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> let's go. Let's go on. Okay, did you taste yeah. it? If you have, <laughs> ew. I'm tasting these gummy bears I'm eating right now. But uh, I want to move on to like uh, something like, because uh, Tyler, you're in like a lot of comedy uh, groups basically. So do you have any tips for anyone for when all this, if this COVID thing gets over, like whoever wants to, you know, try for bird strike mm-hmm. or wants to go into filmmaking, what, what should they do now? I mean, I'm sure a lot of comedy people are listening right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a misconception about, what people think they should do like they think they should just like keep trying to do it whether that's, that's what like, i hear a lot also that's yeah what just whether that's like a resume or something and i i think there's definitely some importance to that but i also think that people should focus and again this is from a writer's perspective but like like again you research like more like like watch more comedy things like watch more sets like watch watch George Carlin because George Carlin is like more like important right now than he was like even 20 years ago um watch uh you know films that you like just like get into stuff more that like has been made in the past um because I think it's kind of futile to think that the zoom stuff is gonna like help you in the long run um, because when it gets back to normal, like you can always like start performing again, but I think that your material might get weird if you try to perfect it on zoom because zoom is just like a thing for the now and not like 10 years down the road, you know, when we're laughing about this and we're in our thirties. Um, but again, I, I would definitely say to just focus on stuff that has already been done and like really like research that, take note of it, uh, write a lot. Um, and like, also just like for someone like in my shoes right now, it's just like, try to get stuff done that you don't want to do in like two years, you know, as in like, if you're in school right now, get that done, you know, take, take as many summer classes as you can. Um, if you, you know, don't want to work at your, bad job right now like start applying to other jobs you know Uh, this is like a time for evolving and changing and i don't think people should stick to their routine really um but again that's just my two cents and i think as someone that does all of that i was lucky enough to come into a place that we didn't need to socially distance and we didn't need to uh, not see our friends so like for that stuff i would just recommend like just going for it. Like, again, like I think something like Slaughterhouse, which is a sketch group that's on the up and up. Um, Audrey and I started that because Audrey saw me in a stand-up show, you know? Um, and like, it's just like the more you do, the more people you meet, the more life experiences you have. Um, sorry, I'm kind of like rambling, but like- I, oh, you're telling I, us I, stuff. You're telling us stuff. Yeah, I like really feel <laughs> I mean, like when I went to AMDA, I went to AMDA, shout out to AMDA, um, Ray Fisher. What's and, AMDA? It's a, it's a theater school that I, I was went. waiting for Andrew to ask that. Well, well I, I just want to put it for, for the viewers, you know? 
Yeah, AMDA is, I think it's American Musical and Dramatic Academy. Um, it is a theater school in LA. Um, it's uncredited. Did um, And I went there for a while. And again, like I still have a bunch of buddies who went there and graduated. And like, I think they really liked it. But something for me um, that I realized is like, I don't like just acting. I like writing. I like producing. I like doing all this stuff. Um, and... I think I got shoehorned with thinking that like there was one way to do something um and like over the course of the last few years and my whole life it's just kind of like I've always been told like you can't you can do this but you can't do this also you know you can play baseball but that means you can't be in the musical and it's like stuff like that where it's like so like you know, you got one track, you got to perfect it. But like, I'm kind of in the mode right now that I'm like, I want to try to do as many things as possible. And I want to try to be great at all those things. Um, I think at the roast, someone roasted me. Um, the the stand-up comedy ha club has a roast at the- Is that the one I was at? No, no, the one last year. Oh, okay, yeah. Or this year, sorry, the one this year. Um, yeah. Over Zoom, I think, I forgot who it was, but they were like, you know, Ty, you know, Tyler's a uh, jack of all trades, but you know how the saying goes, he's master of none. Um, but I, <laughs> and I wanted to retort back, like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm no, like, I'm still, I'm still pretty, I'm still pretty good at them. Um, but again, I, I want to try to do that because like, I don't know, like you always think like what makes you special as a person. And um, I don't think you can truly figure that out until you try everything um that you want to do and um in high school I never thought I would do stand-up and um I've been doing stand-up for the last like two years now so um I don't know you know life works in funny ways and like just like really try to do everything and don't let people yeah. tell you like, no yeah. you know that's what my high school baseball coach told me and I was like yeah and he's dead now right I, <laughs> I think it got canceled or something oh shit. Um, I'm not sure though I'm not sure no, that's true. That's true. You have to try everything, basically, because a lot of people, they try to stop you from doing things. And it's like, why not just do it? Yeah. And also, genuinely, I think that comes from my dad. And my dad's not a comedian. He's not an actor. He's not a director. He's not any of the things I want to be. Um, but he does own his own business. And he has like five other things that he does on the side, too. Um, and I think that's something to aspire towards. Um, even though it seems kind of crazy. And it also seems like you can't just make a decision, you know? You, you yeah, I know, right? It's like, what do you want to do in your life? I don't know, bro. It's like, geez, I want to get away from this guy who's saying this. <laughs> yeah. But again, sorry I talk so long, but like genuinely, like I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And it's just like something that um, I hope to not give up on. Um, because again, I, I think it is easy to give up on, on all of it, but. Uh, well, you, you, you probably give up on things that you may not be able to fit. Like right now I'm trying out like four different things. So I know in a year I'll give up two of them probably. And then just focus on to the top two things. Right. So I'm with you on top. I've been thinking about that stuff also lately. I don't know about Ian. He's kind of a stuck up, but, uh. He's <laughs> <laughs> got one more quarter left in, in college. You know, like, did you graduate, Tyler? This uh this quarter? I did graduate. Dude, and now you're an old man also. In addition to doing a lot of things at Davis, I also graduated in three years, which is hey. at least not the pain of the year, man. But again, like I, I think that 
is a perfect encapsulation of like my ideology for the next five years because like when I got to Davis I kept telling people I'm gonna graduate in three years but I I never thought I was gonna I was like there's no way I can graduate in three years yeah but surprisingly so like I think after summer last year I went oh I I can totally do that this year um and like again I I think I I did everything on my list that I wanted to do um and and again I wanted to have one last quarter um with with all my comedy people that I kind of like left in the dust in in winter because I was doing um a part-time job (laughs) because I was in a play the play like rehearse like 30 hours a week or something you know oh my what the yeah yeah it's it's hard it was hard to see people um but i still managed to direct some stuff um like (laughs) i think ian remembers um we went out and directed a, a sketch right after i had rehearsal for like uh uh for peter and the star catcher i was like wait was it one of the ones that uh ian wrote um no, I think it was a kiss cam. I forgot who wrote it. Um, oh, I was the I was the creator of the concept of the kiss cam yeah. sketch that we had, but yeah, no. Like, but also, like it was, like, it was like right across the street from where I rehearsed. So it was like, all right, guys, we'll meet here. Like I can't talk to you until I see you guys. And then I just went over. We filmed it in like an hour and a half, and then I played D and D with my friends. And it's like, again, it's like so crazy to think now about that. But again, it's like that's that's like kind of what I want to do with my life. And maybe like, again, maybe it's not perfect yet. Um, but like, that's something to strive to, too, you know? Um, it's, funny like, how we think, it's funny how we think about all this stuff and we're only like, you and I are the same age, I think, Tyler. I'm 23, you're like 24, I think. No, I'm 22. <laughs> okay, 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 never mind. <laughs> I got all right, yeah. okay, yeah, 22. But again, I, I, turned, uh, I turned 23 in uh, November, so. Okay. We're on this. Yeah. Um, that's fun though that people think I'm older. That's always. Ah, you look more mature, I guess. That's what it is. I mean, much more mature than like me and Ian, that's for sure. Maybe it's the Fabio hair. Yeah, the Fabio dude. Calling back to that. Dude, just an Ian dude. I talked to him a couple days ago. Dude, his beard was like popping, dude. He looked like uh, Tom Hanks from that movie where he was talking to a volleyball or something like that. (laughs) That's like not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) He knows. Yeah, Ian looked starved and like he was talking to an inanimate object. <laughs> oh, it's not the starved part, but he did have a volleyball. Okay, okay, let's talk about some. Do you have any funny memories uh, with us? I don't think I don't think me that much because he didn't hang out with me that much. But I don't know any funny stories that you can think of because I don't remember anything because I'm uh, I have dementia. Right, right. <laughs> um, I mean, like just generally, like the. The start of like Slaughterhouse with you guys was a lot of fun. Like, um, again, like we're technically getting, getting yelled at by Audrey. That's what I remember. Yeah, <laughs> and you guys don't know Audrey was the president of that sketch club, and I got yelled at her by a lot. Uh, she knows that she yelled at us, so I don't care if she listens to this and says that. Hold on. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Just the start of that club. Like again, we were like just again. It's not like it's grown significantly yet. Um, and I, I hope to be an executive producer just on that uh, show. Just you to gotta make- do everything, man. You, you gotta be everywhere. Yeah, I wanna like, just like give like a camera or something. So like you have to put like executive producer, Tyler, P- Justin Prime, like <laughs> like Lauren Michaels kind of like at the end of- 30 Rock, yeah. 
Um, oh my god, he produced he produced that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, Lauren Michaels like does everything, dude. It's like Thirty Rock. Uh, well, basically, NBC is like a whole like Michael Lauren production. <laughs> yeah, like everyone's like under the same roof, you know, like Conan, Conan, and like all the late night hosts, pretty much. It so, came from Michael Lauren, basically, yeah. I like how the one host you mentioned isn't with NBC anymore. You oh, mentioned yeah. you're like, by name, you're like Conan, and then you're like all the other ones. Like, but, but, the they, one left, but they left one. on good terms, don't worry. <laughs> 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 well, just some comedy and stuff. Um, I, I want to hear your, your guys' opinion on this. Um, Daryl Hammond, this is like not recent at all, but it's something I recently started looking into. Daryl Hammond, cast member on SNL, great impressionist. Um, he he got canned. I, I never thought of this, but he got canned once Alec Baldwin came in uh, to play uh, Donald Trump. He he played Donald Trump for oh, like... Oh, yeah, he played in the beginning, right? Yeah. Um, I'm looking at him. And again, it's like a subtle... It, it's as subtle you can as you can be with Trump, but it's a very good Trump impression, and it feels real... Um, but yeah, Alec like, Baldwin or Daryl Hammond? Daryl Hammond. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I like him a little better. He's more realistic. Yeah, but he got canned, and um, it is just interesting. I, I guess like it's the competition in comedy is really interesting. I think um, because uh, Andrew, I, I don't know if you're still doing comedy at all, but like, nope. uh, well, you know, we, we all did comedy at one point and it's just really interesting because like, I feel like our comedy was very like, we're all in this together. We're building this thing up. Um, but like something like SNL is like, there's so much competition behind it. And yeah. I hear that's like, it's so like, let's talk about SNL actually. Cause like, that's an interesting topic because it's, I heard it's like cutthroat in there. Like all the writers are like backstabbing each other to like get their own sketches on. And I'm like, that's terrible. Cause like from the outside, it's like, all these guys are having the best, nothing's happening. But in the inside, it's like, I forgot one, uh, someone like Pete Davids. Oh my God, I forgot all the Pete Davidson and some other writer was like talking about how like they all like ganged up on Pete Davidson to get him out of the show or something. Cause I don't know, it's just. Yeah, and like someone like Pete Davidson, side tangent, like. I don't agree with every, like, I don't agree with a lot of his comedy stuff. Um, but I think he's a real genuine person. Um, and I really respect that about him. Um, I don't think he's the funniest, but I definitely think he's great, you know? Um, but again, yeah, it's, it's cutthroat. Um, you know, they, they just, I think they let their, one of their first Asian cast members in last year, which is. Yeah. And he's been working there for like a little while, I believe. Yeah. I don't know. Bowen 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 Yang, right? Um, But again, it's just like when when Alec Baldwin became Trump and I was like just graduating high school, I was like, oh, this is like really great. And like, it's like Alec Baldwin's like a huge name, you know, to have on SNL every week. And he lives in New York, like, so it's perfect. But I never thought of like Daryl Hammond's end of it, where it's like, oh, he totally, he, he could have been Trump for like, the entire like the entirety of the last like four years you know like that's a stable job for him and they kicked him out uh when when they saw like trump was like doing well in the polls and they're like we need someone really big which is interesting because i feel like snl to a lot of people is like this is where i get my big break from you know and it's like 
this is where I can build a career. But like now I think, luckily Kate McKinnon's a big star, but like now I think it's more like if there's a big, uh, big person they want to continuously have on the show um, in the form of like a Donald Trump or something, like they're going to go with like a famous person everyone knows, you know, like an Alec Baldwin, like a Larry David, you know, like I'm sure. (laughs) Bernie Sanders, I just remember him. Yeah, I'm sure like, again, I'm not the biggest fan of Mickey Day or Alex Montfant, um, but again, they're not a big fan of me. (laughs) I know, they're like the guys on SNL that you see their face and you know their face, but you don't know their names. Yeah, exactly. And again, like all jokes aside, like they made it up there, you know? Yeah, so that's something. They've been performing on there for a while now, and it's like, you know, they're doing it. Um, but uh, it's like, you, you know, you can't get one of them to play like Trump or like Bernie Sanders, you know, because it's like, we want someone big that makes people go, oh, I want to come back because like Larry David's on SNL again, you know? Um, and I don't think SNL started like that, frankly. Like, it was like a bunch of younger guys, you know? Like, it was like Bill Murray... Kind of like who came in John Belushi uh, you know the Gilda Radner early on I mean just incredible young at the time I guess like <laughs> un- untested like kind of untested or I guess because they came through the improv kind of scenes right like they were big there from what I remember reading but and like Steve Martin you know was like guesting every now and then um, but then like you know you again I Again, I, I'm sure they did have some, like, veteran comedians, but, like, I don't know, you know, you, you don't get, like, an older 50s comedian on um, SNL because, like, SNL was, like, a new up-and-coming scrappy type of thing. Um, but now that it has so much history, it's kind of like, oh, well, we can get, like, again, Chris Rock was on for, like, three seasons. Like, we can get him back for a little bit, you know, for, like, a bit part or something, like again it's it's more about like who is the host this week and how many other famous people can we get on this because like jake gyllenhaal has like been on it and stuff and like those have more views than like you know just like the main cast um which is a bummer because i think kate mckinnon's great i think Eddie bryant's awesome chris red is dope um fucking bowen yang's dope like there's so many like really cool and dope people in that uh, show and like I feel like they get drowned out sometimes in the main uh, stream media by like again like an Alec Baldwin or like Steve Martin randomly showed up to play this politician you know which yeah. is interesting yeah no it's like because it, like every time you like are on SNL it's who's hosting right it's like not it's not like oh it's SNL that's like because like imagine like any other show you're like who's guesting on the show to this like this yeah. week you know like who's the guest on the I mean I guess for like a talk show maybe it's different but like mm-hmm. but like for like I don't know like if you're watching like Brooklyn Nine-Nine you're like not like who's the guest star on the show <laughs> this week you know Terry yeah, like, Cruz is guest starring on Brooklyn Nine-Nine every episode guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it is definitely an interesting place you know like Again, Are you going to try for SNL someday, Tyler? <laughs> Funnily enough. Well, keep the hair, okay? When you try it. I swear. Lord Michaels would be like, oh, man. Uh, looking nice. <laughs> Was that Bill Clinton or Lauren Michaels? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
I was trying to lower Michaels, man. It's hard. I just see the funny thing. I don't hear him speak at all, but I hear other people's impressions. So I'm doing an impression of other people's impressions. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he he's like kind of Doctor Evil, like yeah, like Mike Myers based off Lauren Michaels. Which again, I it is weird that people love Lauren Michaels because he, <laughs> he's probably a dick to like everybody who actually works for him. Yeah, and like again, like there, Steve Higgins is also up. Um, up there too and that whole thing is like a weird like did fallon choose steve higgins to be his sidekick yeah or did lauren i mean exactly so it's like steve higgins is like also like a big executive in nbc so it's it's again my friends and i were talking about that the other day but if this podcast like does anything like i will not get on snl uh (laughs) because i'm talking about how weird it is right now Uh, but also i don't think i want to be on snl like um like of course like Again, like if I get like offered it like five years down the road or something when I start building myself like in LA, like sure, um, like I'd audition. But like, I don't know. I just it, it's just funny because like at the when I graduated, like I was I came to a couple of group award ceremonies and stuff. You know, clubs do award shows type thing at the end of the quarter. Um, and for Aggie Studios, great uh, great news network at. Um, Davis, by the way, but Aggie Studios voted me most likely to be on SNL, hey. um, and then the theater kids um, voted me uh, most likely uh, to be on SNL. Also, so it's like it, it, it's it's something like there's so many things to do in comedy, and like the mainstream people only know SNL, you know. Right. And like again, I don't want to do that. And like, it just seems like a, a crazy ass schedule. Um, the funny thing about, oh, I was just going to say, sorry to interrupt, but the funny thing about those awards, like most likely to be on this or most likely to do this, the, the, the most of the things that's most likely to is the likelihood of actually doing that is so small, like for the general population. So the most likely out of a group of people is still like so tiny. I, I like those awards because it's just it's just like you're just guessing you know like and it's yeah. uh yeah there's like 50 like average people here and this person is kind of funny so i guess <laughs> <he'd> be <laughs> that's true because aggie studios okay i'm not gonna bash them but they're not all funny people i mean they're you know normal news people whatever i was voted uh most likely to start a podcast with some guy named brian but that didn't turn out well uh, you got close, Ian. <laughs> Ian could be a Ryan, I swear. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Ryan? Um, but again, also like, again, like you were saying, Andrew, like SNL is like pretty cutthroat. You know, it's like, I, and again, like that's also a sticking point to like why I think at the end of the day I'm probably just gonna like, like do like bit parts here and there and like be a teacher in drama because like I want to like create like a whole like a community instead of like trying to be the best in the community if that makes sense um because again like i think the industry the the hollywood industry just by like practice and like what you see in like the last 20 30 years it's just like the best of the best are there and they like did everything they could to be there um and I'm sure some, there's some examples of like just people randomly, you know, getting up there. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people are nice, but it's just like, I don't know, like if 
if it comes down to like to like ending a friendship with someone or like you know being on like you know snl let's say um i think i think i'm gonna um you know stay with my friend because like you know like what's the point of life if like you're not like happy you know that's like corny but uh and again, that, I'm sure there's people on SNL who are still, like, good friends with them. And again, that choice is so, like, black and white. You know, there there's definitely gray in it. Um, but yeah, you know, like, a movie like Don't Think Twice. I, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. It's, like, an improv movie directed by Mike Birbiglia, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, who is one of my inspirations for stand-up. He is fantastic. Um, he balances comedy and drama really well and storytelling, um, which is something... I think you guys can both attest like that's that's what I pretty much do like I don't really do like one or jokes or anything like that um except for on zoom I've I've been doing like a lot of like more more stuff like that on zoom but you know the funny thing is you don't tell a lot of topical jokes or like those one line kind of jokes but you told like at the time of like everything going on with Kevin Spacey like if a couple of years ago you told one of my favorite like topical jokes at the time because it was it was a little dark it was a little like kind mm-hmm. of on the edge but you knew it, it was like it was all it was it was all it was all just a joke and it wasn't and it was it was it was in the right place kind of thing you know I, I really liked that one but like and that's the one like I don't I remember all your story ones but I don't I, I remember specifically that one because uh, about Kevin Spacey I won't say it necessarily it's kind of it's kind of outdated now I guess but um, yeah I, I feel like we can say it now because because again I don't think I'll ever use that joke but um but, but again I, I like did another Kevin Spacey joke like recently um uh, it was it was like having a play on zooms like joe biden choosing kevin spacey as his running mate it's like it's already bad and boring but you're only making it worse with what you're adding like it's like it's like really just true like <laughs> on on that note um you were in a, a musical over zoom <laughs> how does that work yeah, oh uh, is it kind of just like snl over zoom like, it's not just a musical it's uh tell them what the the, the yeah. musical is it was yeah. it was uh yeah it's an Avengers parody musical. So I, I like had kind of signed up. Well, I drunkenly signed up for it one night, but like I was like really down for it. Um, but uh, sorry, I'm looking for a picture right now. But yeah, during Peter and the Starcatcher, uh, one of the cast members was like, yo, like, do you like Marvel movies? And I'm like, that's like such a weird thing to ask someone randomly. But yeah, of course I, I I do. Like, you know, I'm a big Marvel stan in a lot of ways. Like I think, um, I think those movies really changed Hollywood, um, similar to how Jaws changed Hollywood, like blockbuster wise, um, not necessarily filmmaking wise. Um, but anyways, I was like, yeah. And then he was like, well, I'm making a, a, a musical parody if you're interested in that. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And he's like, yeah, it'll be like the weekend of like May 1st or whatever. Um, and we'll rehearse it starting next quarter and it'll be great. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool. And uh, I was playing Star-Lord and Doctor Strange. So I was like, yeah, that, that'll be fun. Um, and then I read the script and it was like 150 something pages, which is oh my, crazy, oh. you know. Um, How long is the script for the average like play that you would like usually read? For an average play, like you're like with a musical, you're looking like 130. I think Peter and the Starcatcher was like 130 pages or something. You're looking like 120. It's upwards of two hours. Right. And 30 pages is a lot more to like add. Like if you're like 
going through like a script that's like half an hour more or something like that if you're like yeah yeah something like that yeah um wait can you say that again like if you have like because you said it was like oh 250 i thought you said the you said the avengers musical is how many pages 150 150 something 150 and like you said the average is like about 120 130 like that's like about like half an hour more if you add like 30 more pages to get to the 150 and that's like a long time that's like a long time if you're like looking at like uh it's essentially a page per minute um and uh and a lot more memorization yeah um but luckily on zoom you know you don't really have to memorize but again like a musical um has a weird uh it has a weird pass because like it can be over two hours but like you know most feature scripts like max are like 120 you know like if you hit 120 like that's too much you know you got to cut some stuff down um but with this i was like oh wow that's that's a lot and um again like I think as a first thing, it's like great. Um, and like, again, I don't want to talk any, anything ill of, of, of the guy. Cause I really, I really respect him. And I, I think it, it was like a bold thing to do and it's a lot of fun. Um, but it, you know, it is a parody. Um, and like, I, I, I guess for a while, like I really, I really loved parodies back in the day, but like more recently, like I've been more focused on making like original stuff um and not really basing it off anything and like again like you say like the goddamn artist is like definitely like a parody of mafia movies but it is like a parody in the sense of like it's taking the genre instead of like direct specific film yeah not taking like it talks about goodfellas a lot but it's like not directly taking off of goodfellas and it's more about like again like i i i i I think the idea of this is like we idealize violence in movies not because we like violence but because we like filmmaking techniques and i think that's like the main basis for the goddamn artist um and like the main like message i want to get across um and i feel like there is an idealization there um but anyways like it it was just like a very interesting avengers uh, musical to be a part of and on zoom you know we had the backgrounds i think i have a background here if you guys want to Check it out. You can probably cut this part out, but um, no, we're gonna leave it in. We're gonna leave how awkward it is. <laughs> yeah, this is like. So he's showing us this is a picture of a garbage truck or can with Stanley on it. Yeah, I, I, I was like the person that talked about like the Stanley cameo, which is, which is funny in it. But again, you know, it's long, and like we filmed it over Zoom over the course of like a month, and it was supposed to be edited already, and it's been like two months since like uh they wanted to get it out so it is slow but uh yeah also like it is a musical too so like you have people like singing i don't sing in it but like again like people would have to record like playing guitar or whatever and send it to the person and then they would have to like hear it in their it it was like crazy like stuff like that that must be a bitch to edit you know yeah i mean yeah, especially for your first time editing too. Like, I do not envy, um, do not envy Ben. Uh, shout out to Ben. Um, but yeah, it, it is again. But like, it's something to do and something to distract during this right. uh, cor- extended quarantine. So um, yeah, yeah. But um, it it should be up anytime. Um, also, I I pulled it up, but I never showed it. Here's my Doctor Strange costume. 
Super. Dude, you look like a homeless guy that like found a cave, dude. Yeah, no, no. Like Doctor Strange is like a homeless guy in this. Um, oh, okay. So it like kind of works out. Um, but yeah, no, you know, it was goofy. It was a lot of fun. And like, again, I was, I was considering like focusing on something else, but like, you know, I only shot for like four or five days and then I was done. So it's like, yeah, now I can think fondly about it. And like, you know, it, it was fun, you know, um, I did it with my girlfriend um, my girlfriend, Chloe was in it. Um, and that was a lot of fun also. And uh, she was Gamora and I was Star-Lord too. So that was just some, just like fun cosplaying, I guess. Did you work out to look like Chris Pratt? I did not. <laughs> just get all buff, be like, oh yeah, I'm Pratt. I mean, you know, Chris Pratt has a great career, so um, why not want to be like him? But again, like, it's a it's that thing where it's like, I'm really happy I was in it, um, and I'm really happy the person did it and finished it, but I don't know if I would want to try to edit something like that, because, you know, if you, if you haven't gotten it out already, like, quarantine stuff is kind of like eh, right now and like yeah look at snl it's boring yeah and again i i think some of their stuff on on uh, on, on zoom was actually kind of good I, i'll defend some of it but again it's just like it does not compare to to real yeah. human connection i'll give it to weekend update that's one thing that they've been keeping or the, yeah. the episodes well, I mean, Weekend Update has always been the best because it's always just the head writers, like, talking. I know. <laughs> which is hands down the best thing, you know? Um, but uh, overall, though, you know, like, it, it is just a weird time to, like, be creating. And, like, again, I was thinking of uploading my first Zoom set to my YouTube channel. But then I thought, eh, like, what's the point of it? Because, like, you know, you can show all these Zoom stuff, but, like, when it's all said and done, like when this whole thing is done, and like again, it it doesn't feel like it's ever gonna end, but it's Dude, definitely yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. And like once you have that barbecue with your friends for the first time in like a safe place, and you can hug, and like shake hands and like spit into each other's mouths again, like you always. Okay. Do. Okay. Okay. That's <laughs> that's gonna be so cool, and like. I feel like all of us kind of took that for granted for a while, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, I should have hugged you guys before, during that last meeting I was with you guys. I know, I should have hugged y'all a little harder last time I saw you. Yeah. All right. I was just going to ask you this uh, while we're on that topic. You sent us this nice oh, list yeah, of facts. You said and Andrew, and Andrew just has asked a whole bunch of things not about that. I was yeah. trying to get back to it. But one of these facts is I'm a hug kind of person. Do you think you'll still be after all of this? Like, like yeah, definitely. I am 100% a hug person. And like, again, you know, you're building that bubble back up. And like, I'm still nervous to hug people. But it just feels so good to hug people now and then. And like, I don't know, whenever I say bye, you know, you guys know this at the end of some meetings, like I would just hug people. Um, but yeah, no, I am definitely like a hug person. Um, and I <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. Like, I think it comes from my mom. Like my mom and I have this like really like, again, it's not, it's not like an original saying or anything, but like every time we like say bye to each other we're always like well this could be the last time we say bye obviously we don't say that but like we you know we look at each other love you hug and then get out of there and like for a while like when I was like when we were quarantining like I couldn't hug her or anything when we went on walks so that was hard um but it's it's, it's nice to be home right now and like you know like hug hug my mom and um yeah I'm just like again like I I can't wait 
until like I can start like hugging people again and like um, all that all that jazz. Like again, I feel like we all all took it a little for granted. Um, Definitely. Uh, when um, granted, uh, when uh, when it all like was was like that because like I don't know like again even things like like drunk prov we did this year and like again like i i feel like i was like so loose and like again i i'm like the kind of, kind of person too at a party that comes up to someone and like puts their arm around them and like what's up bro good to see you type thing obviously if i know them like <laughs> what's up my guys or like what's up yeah. my guys, you know um but no i am definitely definitely a hug person what what kind of people are you guys are you are you hug or like firm handshake <laughs> Yeah, I just imagine Ian just being like, hello, sir. Nice to meet you. And then just putting on his hand and that's it. Just like. No, I like the, I like the one-handed, like you kind of go in for a high five and then you kind of, you know, you do that. You, you kind of pull them in and then you kind of just like. You do that at like a job interview. What's up, man? Thanks for the job interview. But... Yeah, at the, at the job interview, it's different. You don't usually hug the interviewer either, but. Um... Oh, oh, yeah, Tyler, remember the job interview? Because me and Tyler, we interviewed for a. Uh... A job position for uh what was it called again uh, wait, wait, uh oh no you tell me i don't know the tour guide yeah tour guide and it was very weird one there was one part where they made us act out as like inanimate objects it was very weird tyler's like honest <laughs> no 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 sorry. okay let's talk about something else okay what do you, you, you guys think aliens are real <laughs> When you talk, when you talk about Star Lord, I was thinking, dude, what if Gamora was like real, dude? <laughs> seriously, seriously, let's just get, let's just get, let's get this down. What do you guys think about? It? Okay, I, I mean, like, again, I think you guys have a lot to cut in this first episode, um, which is good, but you have a lot of material to work with. But I, I, I mean, frankly, I, I do think aliens are are real because, like, with you on that. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way. Like, we live in such a big universe, you know, like there's no way that it, there's not aliens on another planet. Like how would we be the center of the universe when like there's so much more out there, you know? Yeah. They were saying that aliens have passed by and like just watched us. Cause you know, in Star Trek, they like, they don't want to interfere with our civilization. Cause if they show us like advanced stuff or something like that, we'd be like amazed. So yeah, I think Ian's an alien. That's the last thing I have to say. <laughs> The way you asked that question, it sounded like you've been waiting this entire like time just to ask that specific question. I was thinking about it when Gamora, when you guys brought up Gamora, I was like, oh my god. Right. I kind of on that. I will say Guardians of the Galaxy two, I think, is my favorite Marvel movie. Um, was that the one with Yondu as the main character? Yeah, yeah, that's Dude. like Yondu's movie. Um, also heartwarming at the end. Yeah, I think I think James Gunn is is very underrated as a filmmaker. He got replaced, right? And then he came back, right? For like the, uh, I believe, the Guardian movie, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's actually the, he's the only director and writer who's actually going to finish a trilogy for Marvel Studios. Um, oh, okay. Which is like a weird fact that I know. Um, because every other director was replaced either after the first movie or the f- second movie. No one's finished a full trilogy yet, so. I feel like those directors get like bashed on every time because you know there's always all those people but yeah I think kind of on comedy too like like all of the like people are like how can you do such like different things all the time and like 
be like solidly like good at them but like i think it's all the same you know you know comedic technique works on film like when you're like figuring out like a shot list and stuff it's like figuring out a set list you know for comedy um but uh where was i going with this um no like i <laughs> so you do believe in aliens okay that's where you're going with no but i mean like again i i feel like everything here is connected and like again we talk about james gunn um and that controversy for a while and it's like just it's tied in with like like how 30 rock and like all of those other shows are like taking down episodes where they do blackface it's like jokes at the time worked but like over the course of the last 10 years like the like it has very much changed like just like the landscape of like what you can joke about what you can laugh at and like what you can't and um again i again i don't want to like get it stir anyone up but like i definitely think some things are overblown but like also i think it is a time to listen and to like figure out like what is the best course of action for comedy um because again a joke 10 years ago or 20 years ago isn't gonna work you know today you know it's always changing and evolving um definitely like eddie murphy like those those two specials he did like wait like i mean i guess the only two specials he did like there were so many jokes on there like i mean the whole i mean the specials were obviously great because eddie murphy is like one maybe the best ever i think um like like just you know set for set but i mean some of the jokes he would do on there were just uh, obviously like you know they're they're uncomfortable to listen to now but the crowd was just breaking down when like he was killing it when he was doing those jokes on those specials i mean but it's interesting to see how that shifts, right? Because like you could, if you showed that in a packed stadium now, it'd probably just go dead silent. Like, but like back then, it was just like this. I mean, this guy's the the best in the world, and like he's uh, killing it, and and these are acceptable, right? But yeah, and like I'm sure, with, like again, like uh, Dave Chappelle's new uh, newest special also came out recently, um, eight four six. Um, which is like the amount of time, you know, we all know why it's called that, um, 846. But um, that is like, again, like a comedian coming from a, a genuine place. Um, and like a lot of some like people in the comments were like, I don't want to hear your like political opinions. I want to hear like comedy. But like, again, everything's tied into it. Comedy and drama are like so closely related. And especially like, with the state of the world right now, like comedians need to talk about this kind of stuff. And the thing is like, people always point to George Carlin for everything. And George Carlin was the type of comedian that like said what was actually on his mind and didn't like hide it from anyone, you know? Um, And again, I think comedy and drama are like so closely linked that like to say that like a comedian always has to be funny is like bullshit because like they're just a human being, you know? and again, I, I think more dramatic sets are like coming to the forefront today as like we evolve to um, like, I'm pretty, I'm not exactly sure if Eddie Murphy has a deal with Netflix or something. He might be doing Probably. Netflix. I think he does right now. Yeah. yeah but like, it, it's going to be super interesting to hear Eddie Murphy today because it's, it's not going to be 90s Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it's going to be weird. 
But like the thing is, like I I I I, I agree with that that he's not going to do a lot of the same content. But like I think he's gonna like he's gonna be just it. Like he's still got it. Like you watched him on SNL that Santa's the elves, the Santa's elves sketch. <laughs> the one like, with Cecily Strong. That one was. I was just like, this guy is still got it. Like he's he's yeah. clearly like still like maybe like you know if you put him back in there, he's probably gonna tear it up again. Like he can tear it up now. He's just gonna be a little like, you know, he's gonna be different different now but like i think he's gonna like it's just gonna be his content's a little like yeah. you know different like the like the focus of it i guess the gumby one was the best oh, the yeah. gumby one. and i also think um i don't know people just like don't again I, I think it's changing but people just don't look at celebrities as human beings but they are you know like dave Chappelle had to go for a while you know eddie murphy has taken a break for a while too like Mike Myers is doing like documentary stuff now. It's like I know it's weird. It's like he's yeah. But all these comedians have like other interests and like again like I think Tracy Morgan said it at one point like after he got into that horrible car accident. Um, he said like he he didn't feel like he could laugh then, but like now after a while like he feels like he can laugh again, which is like you know good. But like again like. People expect like comedians and celebrities to have these long, like luscious careers, but like again, they're just like normal people. Kind of expect it to be like Bill Murray all the time, right? Like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Bill's just been coasting, and he's fantastic. Um, but again, it's just this is just really, really strange um, to to just think about comedians' careers and like. Hell yeah, sometimes they have to take a break. And I think Will Ferrell's in a transitional uh, point in his career right now. I just uh, I this I just saw Eurovision. Um that's his new movie on Netflix and it's not it's not that good. <laughs> Which is a bummer because Will Ferrell was a real hero of mine, but I think he's just too old for those roles. Like he was like living with his father in Iceland and like Rachel McAdams is his like love interest in it and stuff. Oh and my god, that's weird. Yeah, it's like, Rachel McAdams is way out of his league. I'm looking at her. Right <laughs> that's your gripe with it. That's your yeah. gripe. With it. This is okay. Everybody, every Rachel McAdams is all the way up here. Will Ferrell's maybe at the floor I'm standing on right now. <laughs> but again, it's like it's like for a comedian to have longevity, they don't only have to be funny and have like a good shtick. They also have to like evolve with the times and like Yeah, you get cancelled very quickly these days, so Yeah. And like the thing is like I like again, this is someone who's like aspiring to be a comedian. I don't even know if I can find a shtick to begin with. And then now you're asking me to like evolve for like the main public in twenty years, like I don't know if I wanna do that. You know, that seems like just terrifying and difficult. Um, yeah, it's like you can't do your own thing basically. As back then, if you're a comedian, you kind of have to like play by a whole well, set I mean, of rules. That, that's that's also wrong in the sense that you look at all these sets on the Tonight Show and stuff. They had to be clean. They couldn't, you know, you couldn't do the material doing on late night today. You couldn't be yourself. That's like true. Eddie Murphy, or Eddie Murphy did a clean set on the Tonight Show. That wasn't him. <laughs> like he was still funny, but that wasn't him. You know, um, right. I mean, like, uh, I mean. Lenny Bruce got pushed back from being himself. He got jailed for it. I mean, so I mean, like it's it was, it was it's just a different like thing now. It's just it's always something different. It's just uh, yeah, not it's not necessarily um, 
just specific to this time. I think it's just, you know, times change. You got to do something different and certain things will last. Certain things won't. Yeah. You And you genuinely never know how it's going to change, you know? Right. Like, like I'm, oh, I'll go for it. I was just like, I'm sure like, uh, sometimes like people were watching like Carlin stuff and they were like, this isn't going to be timeless or this isn't going to be like, this is going to last very long. It's very topical, but you watch it again. And it's like, that is pretty topical or prior stuff or like, um, I mean, but then you watch like maybe like Eddie Murphy and you're like, this is the funniest shit. And some of it's still funny. Like it's like the stuff about it growing up, the ice cream truck and all that, like that, or the, 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 the poop in the tub or some stuff like that. Um, like what was it the action figure in the tub or whatever it was like that stuff is like pretty timeless but then you know the other stuff not so much so this kind of depends on what you're talking about yeah and um yeah this is really fun like talking about comedians because i could talk about it for hours and we haven't even touched on like robin williams who is like yeah insane like like if you want to if you've never watched a robin williams set like it is a marathon. Like you, you feel like you've been running for like 40 minutes. Like he has like 50 water bottles on the stage. Um, and he's just going for it. And like, again, that's like a different form of comedy that like, I really respect, but not something I think I could do. Like, like honestly, like Robin Williams humor is like akin to like modern day, like Eric Andre in some ways like just how much like passion they put into their set and how much like, again, it is themselves like 100%, but sometimes it can be tiring and it's not like as simple as like Mark Marin sitting in like a suit and like, just like telling a bunch of jokes, you know, um, or like Lenny Bruce, you know, up there, but I don't know. That's, that's the beauty of stand up. You know, there's so many different types that you can like really, really do. And, um, and it's it's cool to see Stuck starting to do that. Um, yeah, definitely. There's yeah. a lot of different comedians up there. I mean, like I think like uh, you were obviously there, not so much at the beginning. When I when I started, it was very much like the same thing. It felt like it was very like um, it didn't feel like everybody was the same necessarily in their personality, but it was the same in that it was everybody had a similar approach to doing it. Like it was just like you write your jokes, you tell them. You, you you're very kind of just go through it it wasn't like there wasn't any like room to do anything uh else really i guess but i think now it's i think we're starting to see that and i've i've started to do that too where i've you know done different things and like i haven't taken the same approach i took because it's you learn and you grow and you're probably gonna not end up um like I, i've almost like i hate watching old stuff that i've done because i just like this is terrible this is garbage i uh yeah, yeah. me too i'm like my hair is so short what the heck <laughs> that's that's one thing dude. um but no and yeah you know you grow and you change and like again like we like i've been kind of talking about this like complication of like how do you like evolve you know but like if you allow yourself to like, it's actually pretty easy, you know? Like, I feel like I've been learning something from every set I do, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How about you, Andrew? You you still liking comedy or not? Mm, nothing much, really. Basically, this is it. This podcast. If it ever he, has a, he, he has a gardening blog. 
Uh, shut oh, up. I saw that. Shut I saw. Up. Shut up. Oh, that was so awesome, dude. I invited everybody on my list, and I was thinking at the, right after that, I was like, I invited everyone on my Facebook to like like it, and I was thinking, dude, everyone I know will see this. And I thought I was like, oh, I made a mistake. I liked it though, you know. Pretty dope. But again, it's like doing it's doing shit for the sake of like like just doing it. I mean, look where we are right now, dude. It's like you can't really go out and like do stand up right. No, you have to do it over Zoom, which sucks. Hey man, do you know what they call a water bottle? I don't know. I don't even know what that joke was. That was supposed to be a joke. I don't know, dude. I don't know any more jokes. All right, all right. I was gonna, I was gonna add because I, I'm just like, I, I just, I think it kind of fits in what we're talking about because you mentioned baseball a couple of times. You and I both um, have talked a lot about Giants, and you know, uh, we're both big Giants fans. And, you know, when uh, you sent this, baseball. I thought you were, I thought you were a Hugh Grant fan. <laughs> When he said that, I'm sorry, Ian, but I literally thought he was a Hugh Grant fan. I was like, okay. And I looked up some, I was going to go look up some Hugh Grant movies to like talk. Oh my God, I wish you led with that. Did you imagine like, oh, what do you think of Hugh Grant? I'm like, yeah, he's fine. I, like, yeah. I should have said that. But yeah, then I was like, oh, he's a huge Giants fan. Yeah. Funniest yeah. thing ever. You keep on going, Ian. Okay. Um, yeah, this is going to happen a lot. You're going to, Andrew's just going to derail me and I'm just going to. Cause... That's the beauty of this, man. I mean, this is what this first podcast is called. It's called Andrew Derail the Conversation. Just derailing. All right. So you said, um, but you said in addition to film person, you're a huge James fan in addition to being a film person. Typically those don't mix. And I was just curious because like, like baseball and film and all that, it's funny because I think they, it's weird because baseball and film do mix. There's so many great baseball movies out there and sports movies in general, but it's weird that those types of people don't mix. Like, it's just like, it's strange that like you could, I mean, I guess it's probably starting a little more now because you get like, you know, sports stars and movies and all that. And, but like, why do you think that is? Cause it's just such an interesting topic to me. Cause you have so many great sports movies, but sometimes that like when you look at the types of people, you're like, those two wouldn't mix, but then. Yeah. Uh- also, like, it, it is really interesting because, like, IMDb and, like, baseball reference is essentially, like, just looking up stats for, like, the the team or the film you watch. Um, and, yeah, it, it is a really interesting thing. And, like, again, like, my big my big baseball f- fan, fran- fan friends are, are not big movie guys. Um, and then, right. like, my big film guys are, like, into baseball aren't really – that much into baseball you know um but i think it comes down and it's also weird because like both have been around like since like the turn of this like the uh like since around the industrial revolution you know like really like the film industry was blossoming like in the 1920s and stuff and like baseball was hitting its stride with like babe ruth and stuff um but i don't know i don't know why it's different i think I think films have been like evolving in like a different way than baseball is. Um, my friend and I talk about this a lot, but baseball is kind of a perfect sport in a, a lot of ways. Like there's not much you can change at the heart of the game that like would add anything of substance. You know, it's not like you can make it like seven innings or something like that. Um, nine innings is like perfect, like 162 games, like, 
there are, there's so many random numbers, but they all make sense. And I, I, I think an overlap that is just missing is just like, it, it's just like both are such a big time commitment, you know? Like both can be like two to three hours and it's just hard to invest that much in like both things. Um, which is a bummer because there are some great baseball movies out there, like Field of Dreams. League of Their Own. Yeah, League of Their Own. Moneyball is like a great modern one. Um, and then there's also weird ones like Trouble with the Curve. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I've seen that one. Clint yeah. Eastwood directed. <laughs> yeah, there's that horrible scene where like, the <laughs> where Amy Adams is like, she, she has like this uh, this prospect that's like 18 or whatever. And he's he's like from some foreign country, you know, and like there's all the Atlanta Braves people and they're like, he's never going to be good in baseball. And then like Amy Adams is like, show him the fastball. And it's like this one guy who's like kind of chubby is like up to bat, right? And like, <laughs> and like he knows he's, okay, he's their top prospect one. And he knows what, he knows what what pitch is coming because Amy Adams said throw him the fastball <laughs> and then like the first two pitches are fastballs and he can't catch up to it <laughs> and then Amy Adams is like give him the curve and it's like okay so this guy knows there's a curveball coming nice. maybe, maybe yeah. <laughs> and again he throws a curveball and he swings and misses it's like like that is just like something like Obviously, Clint Eastwood just doesn't understand baseball. Like, and it's so clear, but it's so funny, too. Maybe, maybe it was Amy Adams who was just tipping off the other opposing team's pitchers in the Astro and the Astro. <laughs> she was <Yeah>. just like... <laughs> it's a fastball. Um, but also just, like, the fact that, like, like, it's just built up so so weirdly also because it's, like, one at bat. It's, like, three pitches. It's, like, okay keep throwing him pitches then like he'll hit it eventually because again like uh, uh also i think films are for perfectionists in a lot of ways um like the art of making a film is very much like you got to be perfect about it you got to have the right lighting right like camera movement very precise stuff um uh you know right c stand all that fucking jazz um but with baseball, it's like, oh, you can fail like seven out of ten times and be considered like a great player. Um, right, yeah. There's something about that too. Um, yeah, but like, I don't know. I, I, I have always dreamed about making a, a, a Giants 2010 movie and calling it The Misfits, you know? Like the, uh, they, they wrote a book about it. Um, but it is the 2010 Giants is, is a fantastic story, and it does kind of suck that um, it is kind of tarnished a bit because Aubrey Huff is like just like a complete like again like I don't think he believes half the shit he says. He just like says it to get a reaction, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, well, I was uh, gonna say the 2010 Giants. It's it's weird though because like stuff like that in sports, you think people would be more like perfectionists would be interested in because like the aspects of the game aren't perfect but everything had to line up perfectly that season for the giants to get there like you i mean and i guess in any sport like mm -hmm. there's this great series on sb nation called rewinder which i really love because it's just it, there's these moments that you don't think about and there's all these other moments leading up to it um and it's almost like a perfect like 
stormed how it happened like uh, uh there's uh, i mean not to stray but the buster douglas knockout of mike tyson is one of the most perfect storms that could ever have happened um but it did and it was an incredible sporting event but like i mean the 2010 giants are a perfect example of uh everything kind of falling into place and it seems like it'd be a great film and like a lot of sporting events would be a great film but they're already great as they are. Like it's already entertainment as it is. Um, that's what makes it so great. Cause the story's already there. Yeah. And like for something like the uh, giants movie, it's like, who would, who would be the main character? You know, like you think Moneyball and you think, Oh, they're going to make main characters out of the players and stuff. But similar to movies, like the players are really just like the actors, you know, and like the real people like pulling the strings are like, the directors, the GMs, you know, stuff like that, which also like makes it super interesting because like baseball and like films are like so interconnected with that too. You know, it's like everyone, everyone loves the movie star or the athlete, but no one gives a fuck about like, like, you know, like uh, Jerry Krause, Jerry Krause. (laughs) Yeah. Or uh, I'll say, well, again, Jerry Krause is like a great GM, but like, also kind of an asshole you know it's like kind of he's kind of the kubrick of the sports world like he makes the best movies but also like kubrick was like a complete asshole to his actors and like jerry Krause was a complete asshole to his players and his coach coaching staff like also the last dance is is great um you guys should check that out if you haven't um but yeah, it's all connected. It's it's kind of crazy, but also like not surprising, I guess. It's like, of course it's all connected because we all live on the same planet. <laughs> live in a society. We live in a society. <laughs> Fuck Joker. I hate that movie. <laughs> you watch Joker, Andrew? No. But I did play a lot of baseball when I was young. I used to score a lot of touchdowns, that's for sure. <laughs> I've been waiting to say that for the past 10 minutes. <laughs> but it's not that funny now that I said it. What position did you play? Uh, quarterback. <laughs> First baseman. Um, it, it, is, it is weird to think, though, that, like, just, like, over the course of the last four months, it's, like, it is really interesting how many people you typically interact with within a day, you know? Oh, it's mostly just my family right now. That's, that's what it is. Well, right now it's your family, but before, yeah. you know, it's like, wow, I used to just randomly go places and, like, just, like, walk past people like I never knew, you know? I know. And now they're all, like, stay away from people you... <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, but I don't know. I hope it... You guys should try to get a stranger on this podcast. That's what me and Ian were thinking about. Hey, hey, give us some ideas, Tyler. This should honestly, like, be in the clue and thought. Just give us, like, we were thinking of, like, just reaching out to someone and just being like, hey, we're interested in what you do. You know, just come on. Yeah, or, like, find, like, um, if you know someone who knows someone type of thing, you know, you can you can kind of do that thing. Um, but, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to be on more, you know. You know me. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, other ideas, like, I don't know, like, it would just be interesting to get, like, a friend of a friend on, you know, like, someone, like, you guys don't personally know, but, like, they're good friends with, like, your friend, you know, um, that might be interesting, um, 
But yeah, I feel like we, we covered a lot of shit today. Um, and you yeah. guys have a lot of editing to do, but. Yeah, we, you told us a lot of stuff. We're going to ask you that. I think, you know, we might try to wrap this up so we don't have, uh, you don't take up too much of your time. But um, we, one more thing we want you to tell us is, to, I guess two more things is, should we change the name of this podcast? Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and if so, what should we change it to? And what do you want this, ep- what do you think we should name this episode? <laughs> awesome. Um, I think, I, I like the podcast that's like, tell us something, because it's literally just like kind of a chatty podcast type thing um i mean it could always be called like andrew derails or something (laughs) the andrew express or something because he like derailed like gets derailed a lot um or what would you name it just like for like a temporary name just for this specific podcast this specific one name Um, fabio comes on our podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know like um Tyler talks about as many things as he's in. I don't know, just like um, instead of TED talks, if he Tyler talks, Tyler talks a lot. Dot dot a lot. Um, I don't know, just like uh, everything's connected. I think I've said that a lot throughout this podcast. Um, Spiritual, in in not a conspiracy theory kind of way. You know, it's not like everything's actually connected. Oh, I said spiritual, my bad. I meant to say no, 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 I know. I oh, mean, okay, okay. Because all the conspiracy theories are, are wild because people have nothing better to do. I know. And nothing's better than figuring something out that you think people don't want you to know. Um, okay, that's, the, that's a lot for me to think about. But no, that's like the main thing about the conspiracy theories. Yeah. It's like... Again, like, it's, like, the first person probably went, like, I hate my fucking life right now because it sucks. They did this on purpose. (laughs) Like, how, yeah, you know, how can I figure out a way, you know? And, like, again, like, you know, you can talk for two hours and have a bunch of evidence and be, like, oh, well. But, again, everything's slightly connected in some ways. And you can try to make bigger connections with it if you choose to do so. Um, But, again, I am a sheep. So I just like put on my little mask and follow the leader. Um, <laughs> just added this part out. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm angry at the world right now. It's uh, okay, man. There's a lot of things to be angry about right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. I, you can also call this like Tyler talks for three and a half hours. <laughs> Tyler falls asleep as he talks to us because being Ian are boring. And you guys are great. And this is like a really cool thing you guys are starting. We're still getting used to it because this, this is like still kind of weird the podcast. Yeah. And if you want to film another episode at some point, let me know. Um, uh, yeah. We'll contact you maybe a couple of years. Basically, Andrew's like, we'll, we'll, you call, we'll call you. You don't call us. I know. <laughs> No, yeah. we'll, we'll definitely. I mean, like, yeah. this was this was fun. This was fun. Yeah. A- hour and a half flew by like nothing, honestly. I know. Jesus Christ. Thank you for coming on, Tyler. Well, you guys are my friends. So I can talk to you for a few hours. So. You know. Dude, when your movie comes out, we're going to be like, everybody go watch it if it ever comes out. Yeah, hopefully it does well at festivals, you know. What is it called again? The Goddamn Artist, right? The Goddamn Artist. Um, yeah. I, you know, I was in clubs, but now I'm like, 
you know, trying to find a job, any job. Same, man. With comedy and whatnot. So oh. we'll see how it goes. Um, Is the short film anywhere up right now? Up anywhere? Oh right yeah, now? yeah. I have I have a copy of it on oh, YouTube. Okay. Again, it's seventy percent done, so it's not really. I've just been showing some people who can like give me notes back on it and stuff. So. Okay. Want to shout out anything else? Um, I mean, you know, free advertisement to like one viewer. Yeah, I got nothing notable. Slaughterhouse, Bird Strike, um, all that jazz. Uh, hopefully, check me out um, somewhere in LA in fall. Who knows? Hey, I'll um, go for sure. I'm in San Diego. Hey, I was about to ask where you've been living now, but um, yeah, you know, hope for the best, expect the worst. Hopefully, this whole COVID stuff in the US will be done soon. Wow. Uh, let's not be a down note, but thank you for coming on, Tyler. Uh, I, I, Ian appreciates you a lot. I don't. No. <laughs> I do, I do. Thank you for giving me insight on uh, talking about SNL stuff. You guys. Um, and thank you so much for having me on your first show. That means a lot. So. Yeah. This will never air. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that's what, I think that's what Conan says. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Ian, say thank you, please. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> Peace. This is the, I forgot the name of the podcast. Uh, Tell us stuff podcast. We're off to a good start.